Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. We're going to hear from our Arise board member, Lenny Solomona. We really hope you'll enjoy today's message. Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through to 6. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, and saying, Go to Nineveh. Everyone say Nineveh. Nineveh. Mm. That great city, and proclaim or judgment against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Then the sailors were afraid. And each man cried out to his God, small g, and to lighten the ship and diminish the danger, they threw the ship's cargo into the sea. But Jonah had gone below into the hold of the ship and had lain down and was sound asleep. So the captain came up to him and said, how can you stay asleep? Get up. Call on your God. Perhaps your God will give a thought to us so that we will not perish. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. And tonight and this morning, we we claim your word that says that where there is two or more gathered in the midst that your Holy Spirit is here. Father, we welcome your Holy Spirit in this place, in this church, in the lives of our people. And Father, we pray that you would do the thing that you would want to do in our hearts and in our lives. Father, we come against every work of the enemy that would try and bring a disruption because we know he has a plan as well. And Lord, we lift up to you the leadership, we lift up to you the congregation, and all the people in this, in this church. We thank you for the vision that you've given us to seek and save that which was lost. And we give all honor and glory to you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. The title of the message this morning is Stop Running. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, stay put. Stop running. You know, when we think of Jonah, the first thing you often hear is, Jonah ran away from God. And you know, it's funny because as preachers, when we're speaking, often what happens is that sometimes we feel like we're speaking to someone who's running away. You know what I mean? You know, that, 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 that the one that's running from his friend or the one that's running from her destiny or the one that's running from their marriage or the one that's running from the church. There's always someone running from something to something, from this thing to that thing, from this place to that place. And you know, to be honest, I don't know if Jonah actually knew he was running from God when he was running. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how many of you have tried to run from your purpose before? Two people, wow, this is a spirit-filled church. We're on target. If the rapture came today, 98% 98% would go. <laughs> but I'm serious. How many, how many of you, like me, experienced that one moment in time when God called you, God was speaking to you, and He wanted you to do something, and you wanted to do it, but then you didn't do it. And then you tried everything possible to try and do it again, and you ended up not doing it. And then later down the track, you finally realized that you would have saved a lot of time and a lot of headaches if you just did it. Watch this. In the story of Jonah, 
Jonah goes down to this port called Joppa. Everyone say Joppa. Joppa. Don't forget this word. Don't forget Joppa. He goes down to this port called Joppa and he gets on a, on a ship and the Lord tells him to go to Nineveh. But, everyone say but. but. Jonah doesn't go to Nineveh. No. Instead, he goes to a place called Tarshish. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Watch this. The place that God told Jonah to go to was only 500 miles by land in this direction. The place that Jonah actually ran to to get away from where he was supposed to go to was in fact 2,500 miles in that direction. He went in the opposite direction. In other words, Jonah would rather be 2,500 miles out of God's will than 500 miles in it. You know, and it really made me think. Sometimes you have to work harder when you disobey God than just do the thing that He wanted you to do in the first place. You know what I mean? Disobeying God is hard work. And if we would just follow the plan, follow the purpose, and God's original plan for our lives, instead of arguing and bickering and gossiping and doubting God, you know what? And then try and come up with this plan B that has absolutely nothing to do with God's, God's original plan, we wouldn't have to work so hard. We wouldn't be suffering from anxiety and stress and depression, taking that COVID test all the time. That's why the devil's having a field day with us. In fact, a lot of times the devil is unemployed because of me and you. You know what I mean? Here we are. We're working twice as hard, running from God, running from our destiny, running from our calling, running from the gifts that God gave us, running from everything, running from our marriage. We're running when that's the devil's job. And now he's got nothing to do. He's bored. He's probably at home with his feet up watching Netflix. He's unemployed. He's got, no, he's, he's got nothing to do because we're doing the work for him. That's dumb. Turn to your neighbour and say dumb. Don't call her dumb, but just say dumb. Do you remember that movie back in the 90s? If you're my age or a little bit younger like Pastor Chris, you'll know the movie. The character was, was played by Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. You know the movie. One actor dumb and the other one acted dumber. The movie was called Dumb and Dumber. Now, please don't walk away from here and go up to Pastor Chris after the service and say, I was so offended by Lenny because he called me dumb and dumber. <laughs> Honestly, there must be times when the devil thinks that we're dumb and dumber. You know what I mean? We're doing all the work for the devil by running away. Hey, are you going to come to the prayer meeting this, uh, t tonight? I mean, honestly, literally, it's going to be pumping. We're going to be praying for you, prophesying over you. We're going to declare God's promises for your life. And you know what? You don't even have to catch a bus. It's literally only 100 metres away from where we're going to have it. Oh, no. I didn't like the way Pastor Chris was talking about money. He's always talking about money, money, money. So now, I ain't coming, even though it was really close. But I'm going to... I'm going to walk 2,500 miles in that direction to Courtney Place and I'm going to spend my money at the casino. 
dumb. <laughs> hey, you're going to come to the youth. Oh, the youth service tonight is going to be pumping. We're getting ready for the conference in July. You've got to come. It's literally only 500 miles by land from where you live. Oh, I've been at the church for six weeks. Pastor Chris won't let me preach. So I'm going to walk 2,500 miles. Walk up the stairs, even though it's hard work, because I put on a bit of weight, and I'm going to go buy a ticket that's going to cost me less and watch Dumb and Dumber. That's even dumber. Do you know where I'm going with this? Why would you run 2,500 miles away from God when you only have to run 500 miles to your destiny, to your assignment, to the plan, to the purpose? It's hard work. Running is hard work. It takes a lot of effort. You know why? Because number one, running will cost you. It's going to cost you. Jonah chapter 1 verse 3. But Jonah ran away to Tarshish to escape from the presence of the Lord and his duty as his prophet. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish, the most remote of the Phoenician trading cities. So he paid the fare and went down into the ship to go to them, to, to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. The Bible says that Jonah went to Joppa and he got on a boat, but it wasn't free. Yeah. He had to pay to get on. You see, when we run from God, it's going to cost you something. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that when you become a disciple of Christ, it's going to be easy. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not suggesting that if you follow God, that all your problems are going to go away. I'm not even saying that. I'm not even implying that your marriage is not going to go through any tests or that Pastor Chris is never going to let you down. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that when you run away, there'll always be a price to pay. In other words, when you are in the will of God for your life, God will pick up the tab. But when you're on your own, you've got to pay for it yourself. You see, running from God will cost you. It will cost you. It will cost you your time. It will cost you your resources. It will cost you your marriage. It will cost you your friendships. It will cost you your money. It will cost you your health. It will cost you your joy. And it will cost you your peace. So Jonah gets on a ship. And he goes down to Tarshish. He went down. You see, when we run from God, eventually everything will start to go down. And the Bible says that while he's sleeping... Under the deck, a storm comes because God sent the storm because when you run from God, God will orchestrate something called a storm. Why? To get your attention. God is trying to get your attention. Turn to your neighbor and say, wake up. Now listen to this. Jonah wasn't the only one on the boat. There were sailors on the boat. And now they've come to the conclusion that they're not the reason why the storm is coming. They've realized that it's this prophet, it's this minor prophet, it's this rebellious prophet who was asleep under the deck. And when they wake him up, the captain goes up to him and says, how can you sleep? Get up and pray to your God, otherwise we're going to die. But instead of calling out to his God, he says, it's my fault, Chris. It's my fault. 
It's my fault, the reason why the storm has come. So what you need to do now is you need to throw me over and the storm will stop. And you know what? Sometimes we go through storms. And when we go through them, sometimes it's not because of something that we did. Something, sometimes it's because there's someone on our boat that we need to get rid of. Do you know what I'm saying? You see, many of us, we know the magnitude of God's will for our lives. We know what we're capable of doing. You've got leadership written all over you. You've got worshiper prophesied through you. You've got musician prayed over you. But there are some people that we need to get rid of. We need to kick them off the boat. There are some people in our circle of friends that we need to kick off. You know why? Because they won't help your calling. They'll harm it. You see, Jonah reminds me a lot about me because there have been times in my life when I tried to run from God. There were times in my life when I tried to rebel from God, when I tried to live life my way. That's dumb. There were times when I thought that the crowd that was in my, in my crowd, the people that was in my crowd, there were times when I thought that they had a genuine concern for my, for my future, but they didn't. That's even dumber. And there's got, to, there's got to come a point in time when we've got to stop running. We've got to stop running from your calling. Stop running from that anointing. Stop running from your marriage. Stop running from your purpose. Stop running from the church. Why would you run from this church? I didn't run from this church. I ran to this church. That's why I'm a personal trainer. Actually, I ran to the airport. There's got to, there's got to come a time when we stop running away. And I'll tell you why, because the further you run, the harder it is to come back. It took the Israelites 40 years to get to the promised land. When in distance, it should have only taken them 11 days. Why? Because they went around. Oh, I don't like the way Pastor Chris talks about tithes and offerings. Doesn't he know it's an Old Testament commandment? Mosaic law? Go around the other way. Why do we always have to keep bringing food for morning tea? Why can't Pastor Chris bring it? He makes four times what we get. Will you just stop it? Will you stop it? But here's the thing I want you to know. Even in our rebellion... God can still do His work. Even in our disobedience, God can still transform your life. Even in our mess, God can still reach out to you with His message. That means no matter how far you run, number two, listen to this, repentance will restore your relationship for revival. Oh, you don't like that? Let me say it again. Repentance will restore your relationship for revival. Listen to this, Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared, appointed, destined a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. It says that God appointed a great fish to swallow Jonah. Jonah thought he was going to die, but God wasn't finished with him yet. Some of you, you wanted to leave God. Some of you left God. Some of you left your calling. You left your gifting. You left because deep down inside, you felt like you were about to face death. 
But I want to tell you this morning, God is not finished with you yet. How you feel is not what God is. How you react is not how God thinks because His thoughts and His ways are far higher than ours. And then in chapter two, verse one, it says this, then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of the fish. Now watch this. This is really good. I got this from Chris. Watch this. Jonah didn't pray when he was running. He didn't even pray when the storm came. And Jonah wasn't praying when he got thrown over the... He didn't. It was when he was inside the whale. That's when he began to pray. And in verse 7, Jonah said this, When my life was slipping away, I remembered God and my prayer got through. Why? Because Jonah repented. Listen, Jonah was put in a situation. He was inside a whale where it was dark and lonely. And the only thing that prevented him from death drove him to the only one that could save him, and that was God. You know what? It was a hard, it was, it was, it was a hard lesson to learn. You know why? Because he took matters into his own hands. And he paid a big price for his disobedience. But as he was trapped in the whale where he couldn't get out, that's when he cried out to the Lord. And this morning, I want you to know, God wants to restore your relationship for revival. But it takes repentance. It starts by acknowledging that your strength is not enough, that your wisdom is not enough, that your knowledge is not enough. You know, we can run, but we can't hide. And Jonah tried to run from his calling. He tried to run from his destiny. He tried to run from what God wanted him to do in his life. And, it, and you know what happened? He got trapped. God trapped him and put him in a place of isolation that drove him to his repentance. It drove him back to the truth. It drove him back to his purpose. And once you repent and restore your relationship for revival, as I call up the team, number three, return to center. Once you repent and your life is restored, it's time to return back to your center. In Jonah chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says this. So the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. Watch this, church, as I close. When the fish vomited Jonah out, he ended up on dry land. But the last thing I remember is that he was in the middle of the sea. And yet he gets vomited onto the dry land. That means that while he's praying inside, the fish is taking him somewhere else. In other words, the fish is taking him to a place where he made his original mistake. It was his mistake and his judgment where he was about to be taken to by the fish. But listen to this. There was only one part that was dry and it wasn't Nineveh. Do you remember when I said to you at the start, remember the name of this place. Jonah went to the port called Joppa. 
the whale was taking him back to Joppa. Joppa is where he first got onto the boat, paid the fare, and then he ran from God. You know what, church? God took him back to the point of his disobedience. In other words, Jonah was about to be given a second chance. And in Jonah chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, second time, saying, Go to Nineveh, the great city, and declare to it the message which I'm going to tell you. God sent Jonah back to where he became disobedient. That's where his sender was. And he told him to go to Nineveh. And this morning, maybe it's time for you to return to your sender. I don't know what you're going through. I don't even know why you're here. Maybe someone invited you. Maybe you're watching online. It's the first time you've watched the service. Or where you're watching from Palmerston North, Puridua. The devil wants to take you out. But God has bigger plans for you. You're not a mistake. And you're not even here by accident. I stood on that aisle five years ago before COVID I walked into the service and I cried and I wept at the back and I looked in the front and I saw hundreds upon hundreds of people worshipping God and I knew the devil was upset It's time to put him back where he belongs. As long as the devil is unemployed, we're going to keep running. Why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to minister this song. What I love about this song is that the song talks about how Christ is enough. He really is. He's all we need. We don't need another job. We don't need another gift. We don't need another talent. We don't need another career. We don't even need another church. Christ is enough. The cross before you, the world behind you. I don't know what you're going through this morning or whether you're watching online, but I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that God wants to use you. I want you to know that there is something special on your life. And Christ is all you need. He is enough. Christ is enough. He's enough. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.